It's This Week in Bourbon, and we've got a big reputation. And here's your headlines for January 19th, 2024. Uber is shutting down alcohol delivery service Drizzly. Woodford Reserve has partnered with award-winning gourmet chocolatier brands. And time for Valentine's Day, an old Forester has announced its newest release in the Whiskey Row series, 1924. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Howdy doody, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Bourbon. Howdy doody. Hopefully here and across most of the country, it's a frozen tundra right now. So hopefully if you're listening, you're at least somewhere warm. We're experiencing Uh, that currently. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're doing... With some frozen pipes, which is something I never have dealt with before. I I have dealt with it at my residence and you kind of just, but you see it, like you see it happening. Like you see like the, it's like outside of the pipes. I mean, it's just basically like there's just ice on it. Yeah, it builds up on top (laughs) of it. Exactly. And now we're looking at something, we're dealing with it at our current place and you can't see it. So it's just a mystery of like, where's it, where's it actually frozen at? Yeah. And it's fun when you just pay a plumber, plumber, 160 bucks show up and say, yeah, can't see it, but (laughs) can't do anything else. And we're like, yeah, well, at least we tried. See you later. Yeah. We're stimulating the economy. Uh, One plumber at a time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did want to open it because I think I'm going to just going to start taking Taylor Swift quotes or Taylor Swift lyrics. Maybe maybe next time. It, that's next week's now. I'm going to write it down. So there you go. It's going to be Taylor Swift for 2024. It's all it's going to be. Why, 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 what's the the what's the inspiration for because Taylor Swift quote? She is a national icon and she deserves it. And there's nothing that she does is wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> there, there sounds like some resentment there. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I think I think Taylor is awesome. I'm I'm starting to slowly become a Swifty. 
my my kids are starting to love it and my wife's like stop liking taylor swift so much you're just being like everyone else and i'm like that's right honey don't don't follow the herd <laughs> i mean i feel bad because i did try to get my daughter and my wife i got my wife tickets to see taylor swift last year when she came yeah through. i remember that and this time no dice there, no, was, there was no way was get capital tickets. one points didn't, help didn't help whatsoever and getting be able to to do that again not gonna not gonna happen that's okay but hey some upcoming stuff for ryan and i before we get into some of the things here is that we are on a search for some more ambassadors so if you are in the baltimore maryland dc or delaware area we could use your help to spread the good word of pursuit spirits in addition we're also needing somebody in cleveland ohio so if you're around that area please shoot me a message kenny at pursuitspirits.com and we'll get you schooled up and be able to i I pitch this all the time you're going to talk about whiskey anyway you might as well get paid for it that's right yeah all our ambassadors love what they do so join this exciting new adventure with our pursuit spirits ambassador team exactly and you can see some of our ambassadors this weekend june 19th and 20th at bourbon con in lexington and two we had to reschedule our the louisville Bur- or was it the bourbon society the bourbon society it was in louisville or scheduled for louisville on this monday got canceled due to weather so we'll be doing that next monday yep. if you're listening and care 22nd 22nd at the henry clay Henry Clay, can't wait. Come and see us. Come and see us. Well, I know that my Browns lost last week. Yeah, and my Cowboys lost even bigger. So <laughs> it was a, a spanking I, all around. Here. We must have cursed them. <laughs> We're, so who are we going to curse this week? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Tell me what my options are. So okay, we got the Texans at the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by minus nine and a half. And then we got the Packers at the Forty ers The Forty ers are favored by nine and a half. And then we got Tampa Bay, who upset the Eagles, playing at Detroit. Detroit is favored by six and a half. And then you have the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are favored by two and a half. Oh, Bills are favored by two and a half. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll let you go first. I'll I'll go ahead and take the Bills. You're taking the Bills. I'll take the Bills. Oh, that was who I was going to take. Ah, but, see. Oh, maybe maybe we can curse them this week. You know? Yeah. You know I. I think the Ravens will win this game, but I do think the Texans are going to cover. So I'm going to take the Texans getting nine and a half points on the road against the Ravens. But I do anticipate the Ravens to win, but only by a touchdown. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see. Yep, was, we'll Ravens would have been my next choice. So I'm glad we'll, we'll take one for the home team there. Yeah, this might be because I, I do like the Texans. I love C.J. Stroud, but I love the Ravens. Love Lamar Jackson. Love Baltimore, obviously, because of Sagamore. So uh, I'm not picking Fan, against fanboy. not a picking against the Ravens, but I'm picking them to only win by seven. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. With there it. we go. I know. All right. Well, let's go ahead and let's get into it. So the first one that I kind of mentioned here, well, before we get to the big one, I was going to say, is that ahead of Valentine's Day, Woodford Reserve is partnering with award-winning gourmet chocolate brand Compartes to create a limited edition four-piece chocolate collection that was inspired by Woodford Reserve Double Oaked Bourbon. Compartes chocolatier Jonathan Graham teamed up with Woodford Reserve master distiller Elizabeth McCall to create unique chocolate design to pair seamlessly with Double Oaked. Handcrafted by a small team of chocolatiers in Los Angeles, each of the four truffle flavors complement the Double Oaked sweet aromatic flavor profile. In the limited edition Compartes and Woodford Reserve Double Oaked bundle includes a 750 ml of Woodford Reserve Double Oaked and four-piece chocolate box. It is available for $87.94 exclusively on Reserve Bar. 
but they're also available at large and small retailers nationwide. Many of them will offer as a set and as also the Woodford Reserve Distillery. Well, it's pretty pricey, but I guess Godavas are pretty expensive too. They're, they kind of fall in that range, but... Would you <clears> eat <throat> these yet? I, I ate them. Oh, I, well, I brought you the box. Yeah. I, I didn't get to eat any. Well, Did you already eat them There's all? a box on the, on your desk over okay. there, too. So I got is... some last week from the fine folks at Brown Foreman, but Kenny's already... We'll oh, see. Wait. Actually, I got to have two of the eight we took home. My wife crushed the other ones. Okay. You probably gave me the... the the worst one left. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a box. Are they all the same flavor? It's all no, oh. no, no. Every box has four. Did you not listen to the whole entire thing? I, I did not. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like a Russell Stover's box where everyone's different. Yes, every, every, every one is. Uh, you have the same four chocolates in every single box. Gotcha. So, oh. so your tasting experience will be just like my tasting experience. Oh, okay. So yeah. we can have a tasting party. Yeah, we did. Well, ours are gone already. So, okay. you had to party on your own on this one. Well, somebody, if you want to do, you know, and Pursuit Spirits is gonna. I don't even know what you call them, but we're going to partner with the candies that have the little writings on them, the little heart-shaped candies. Oh, for say. Valentine's Day. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We just have like stupid one-offs in there. Yep. That's going to be our <laughs> partnership next year. You're like, you stink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Ruffle. Yep. All right. So we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago, but they came out with another press release this week. So I might as well let you know what's happening here is that RD1. They are an award-winning Kentucky straight bourbon brand. They have unveiled their plans finally for their $4.8 million brand destination. An RD1 distillery will be at the Commons in Lexington, Kentucky. So this new location will serve as the anchor tenant of the Commons, Lexington's newest entertainment district uniting life, work, and play. RD1 distillery at the Commons will honor Lexington's bourbon history dating back to 1865, while showcasing modern-day innovation with wood finishing. The 10,215-square-foot facility is RD1's brand-new destination, will more than double the size of their existing tasting room and gift shop on Manchester Road, complementing the fast-growing Lexington-based brand. The two-story RD1 distillery at the Commons features outdoor seating areas on both levels, overlooking a historic water tower, a visible marker for the entertainment district that will feature RD1 artwork. The brand destination will also include interactive, history meets innovation, experience of Lexington's bourbon milestones, a fermentation to distillation tour, four private tasting rooms, a glass-enclosed R&D lab for wood finishing of their bourbon and barrel thieving, plus a VIP speakeasy tasting room, a craft cocktail bar, a gift shop, and a space for private events. The RD1 distillery at the Commons will include an 800-gallon pot still that is the hub of the operation. In addition, the location will also house a 175-gallon pot still, a 750-gallon fermenter, and a 1,000-gallon mash cooker. The distillery is expected to produce one barrel per week for the sole purpose of research and development. RD1 will continue to produce its Kentucky Straight Bourbon at Western Kentucky Distilling in Beaverdam, Kentucky, under 8th generation distiller Jacob Call. RD1 Distillery at the Commons is expected to open in August of 24 and fully operational, and it's looking to create 11 full-time jobs. I saw the renderings on this, and I was like, damn, they're getting a pretty good deal at 4 point whatever million. Yeah. It looks like a really nice facility, but that's exciting. And I was, as you read through, I was surprised. I was like, why are they doing a pot still? You know, because, you know, most of their stuff's column still, it's all, Green it's River. All kind of weird, to be honest not, with you. Whatever, and now they're going to Western Kentucky. But but that makes sense. They're only, I mean, at that size, they're only going to be making a barrel a day, so I'm sure they'll just play with mash bills, see how they do, and... And uh, is that what they do? I don't know. I guess just play around some mash bills, <laughs> make that 600 gallons a year. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, why not? Why yeah, but congratulations to them. Looks exciting, looks very nice. 
All right. And this kind of leads us into our next big one is that Uber Technologies, New York Stock Exchange, of course, is Uber. They're shutting down their alcohol delivery service, Drizzly, after it had purchased the company for $1.1 billion just three short years ago. Buoyed by the pandemic era at-home delivery boom, Drizzly had grown to become the largest online marketplace for alcohol in North America, but it will officially shut down at the end of March 2024. The alcohol delivery service provided and operated as a standalone app, and its marketplace was to be integrated into Uber's delivery app, Uber Eats. In a statement, Pierre Dmitry Gorkovi, or sorry, Gorkoti, Uber's senior vice president of delivery, said that Uber had decided to focus on its core Uber Eats strategy of helping consumers get almost anything from food to groceries and to alcohol all in a single app. Yeah, I remember when someone sent this to the story to us, your reply was, I want to be bought for a billion dollars and get shut down. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was kind of a strange, not strange. It's not strange. It's not strange at all. I think coming from the tech side, I guess, yeah, you adopt the technology, but it, but, it, but I am surprised because like Drizzly was this whole platform for retailers and consumers that, so is that just going to drop off? Like, you know, where they were able to track inventory, you know, be able to market to consumers. So how does that all change, I guess? So it, here's the thing is that Uber was essentially doing parallel work streams, right? So they had the same exact product in two different teams. And so by doing this, what you're going to do is you're going to start centralizing everything. So it's not like they're just closing the doors on Drizzly. All they're doing is they're going to take a lot of the technology, they're going to take their marketplace, they're going to take whatever they can, and they're just going to integrate it into the existing Uber Eats platform. And at that point, you have one app to rule them all. I, I got gotcha. Is the best. So way to put the it. Drizzly platform will still continue for liquor stores and consumers, but it'll just be under Uber Eats. It, or, well, you know, a little bit you, like you go to, you know, I noticed like on Instagram ads of, you know, various brands, and then it says shop now, and you go there, and it takes you to Drizzly and shows you exactly where you know all the products located. I guess in your area. So is that going away or is that? I mean, I'm going to I'm going to assume that they're going to have to do something similar to that. They're going to have to adopt the technology that is able to look at the individual stock counts or whatever it is, the POS systems for liquor stores or whomever they're they're purchasing anything on the platform from and making sure that that integrates. So instead of like I said, instead of having dual parallel teams and processes yeah, and yeah. everything and technologies, you just sit there and consolidate it all into one. And you just got to rip that Band-Aid off. I mean, that's as bad as it sounds. That just has to happen. Yeah, makes sense. But I mean, I never find myself, I don't know if I find many people using delivery for alcohol. It seems like alcohol is still just this weird product that consumers want to go in the store and buy it. Maybe it's because, you know, you're approaching 40 and I'm 40 versus maybe somebody that's in their mid-20s. Yeah. And I don't know how they function or how they think about doing stuff if they, if they would rather have the convenience of having delivered. It's the same exact reason like DoorDash does, does very well. I can't tell you the last time I used DoorDash. I did once and it, five guys cost me like $40 for two people. And, and I was like, I can drive a half mile to five guys from now on. Yeah. And but that's the same. Exactly I get it. Maybe if you're like sick or something, I could, I could see myself using or extremely hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the latter. Yeah. But that's, that's, I, it might just be a thing with maybe our generation that we, we don't, typically, we're not accustomed to it. So. Yeah. We're, we're not just one of those people that like to sit there and waste money. I didn't say, sorry, waste money is we don't, we don't pay for the convenience of having it delivered. Like, 
I now if it's I, a bottle I can't find locally, I'll definitely get to their steel box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you but, go. But if I know a it's a bit like, different. But if I know it's in the store close to me, I just run to the store real quick. It just depends and on how much. Maybe time I have. just want to get out of the house. <laughs> See, and that's the problem. Who knows? It, we're all in different stages, so who knows? That's right. It is. So this is it's not really news, but I thought bourbon news should I say? But I thought it was a pretty interesting article that came out on Vine Pair, and it was called "The States That Drink the Most Alcohol in America." So among the 50 states and Washington, D.C. Is this per capita? Or? It is per capita. Okay. It's got to be Alaska. <laughs> it is a very random state. You want to take a guess? Just give me two or three guesses. Oh, gosh. I'll go with like Rhode Island because it's like the smallest and it's in the northern climate. So you're you're not too far off. Actually, New Hampshire okay, takes makes the sense. crown for the most alcohol consumed per capita, reporting around 4.43 gallons per capita per year. And this elevated per capita consumption could be a result of the state's lack of sales tax on alcohol purchase, which likely attracts drinkers from other states for bargain booze. Uh, it's a similar situation for Delaware, who's actually the second highest one per capita at 4.4 gallons. And those are being likely bumped up from people that are from Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania who stock up on the sales tax free state. And so in third place was, of course, Washington, D.C. Fourth is Nevada, which honestly, well, I'm, not surprised. I'm not surprised either. Fifth is Montana. And last, and I say last out of all 50, is Utah, which has- Well, that's not surprising. Yes, yeah, some of the strictest <laughs> alcohols in America, or laws in America, and reports the lowest consumption out of just 1.3 gallons per annum. And if you're interested, Kentucky was 39th. Oh, okay. And Texas and Ohio were actually even lower than that. Well, they got a lot of people. It's a lot of people. So. A lot of, a lot of big capitas. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's interesting. Wouldn't thought Montana would be up there, but I guess per capita makes sense. It could be nothing else to do except <laughs> yeah, look, at, look at mountains and drink, yeah. <laughs> freeze. You know, a lot of people find find that as their their favorite pastime. Yeah, I, I'm down looking at mountains and drinking <laughs> <laughs> as long as I'm not like just they're going like, all right, am I ever going to make any money? Is this just, we're just going to like live on the range off the off the grid for a while. That sounds amazing. You want to live off the grid? I can't. I'm a city boy. I can't do it. Yeah. I could do it probably for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. where's my Uber Eats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of foraging for my food. <laughs> yeah. All right. So leading spirits firm Diageo and rapper Sean Diddy Combs, they have released a joint statement settling their legal disputes. The full statement reads that Sean Combs and Diageo have now agreed to resolve all disputes between them. Mr. Combs has withdrawn all of his allegations about Diageo and will voluntarily dismiss his lawsuits against Diageo with prejudice. Diageo and Mr. Combs have no ongoing business relationship, either with respect to Ciroc Vodka or Delon Tequila, which Diageo now solely owns. Oh, well... It probably doesn't have an amount on there, I guess, because they settled outside of court. So I'm curious who came on top on the, I would assume Diddy probably did, but. I don't think any of them really wanted to see any kind of blowback or anything, but you know, I think Diageo probably has the manpower and the, the dollars to sit there and say. Diddy does too. I mean, he's pretty, pretty wealthy. Yeah. But, but not as much as Diageo. No, exactly. It, that's one person versus a conglomeration. Yeah. That's, we look at it, a big licker. Versus Sean Diddy. That's right. Yeah. Well, glad it's over. Glad they're moving on. Yep. That was that was the gift they kept on giving for a little bit, but know. now it's over. Yep. That's what most of these legal cases in this industry end up <laughs> settled outside of court, so you never know the, the true details. Very true. All right. And our last news article is that Atlanta-based premium spirits company Staghorn is pleased to announce the opening of its first distillery in Garrard County, 
Distilling Company, which has officially begun production in Lancaster, Kentucky, with its towering dual 45-foot-tall, 36-inch round Vendome Copper and Brassworks column stills, Garrard County Distilling Company is be the largest all-new independent distillery in Kentucky. The $250 million project is capable of producing up to 8.5 million proof gallons, or around 150,000 barrels of whiskey a year, while supporting the local economy with more than 60 new jobs. This is the first commercial distillery in the formerly Dry County since the 1800s. Located around 30 minutes south of Lexington, the 210-acre site includes a 50,000-square-foot distillery as well as two 20,000-square-foot rickhouses with plans of a total of 24 aging warehouses by 2030, each holding nearly 25,000 barrels apiece. A visitor center with a tasting room and a restaurant is scheduled to open by the end of the year, and the company has already nearly a 17,000 sourced whiskey barrels aging on site currently. On-site production will utilize limestone-rich water from the Lancaster Public Spring Aquifer, which was first tapped by settlers in 1776. Whiskey will be crafted using proprietary yeast and grain sourced locally from within 50 miles of the distillery, and barrels will be sourced with provided by Independence Dave and Zach Cooperage. The company will announce its new head distiller in the upcoming weeks. Wow. Who do you think it is? <laughs> uh, is, is, do you think this is? This isn't Caleb and... No, no, no. no it's no. different. I don't... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was it, it's, you think it's got to be a big name? Uh, Are you going to punch somebody? So. I mean, this is... Has anybody left? This is big time money. 250 million, they got 17,000 barrels in inventory. I mean, that inventory alone's worth, gosh, 30 million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they got some big time money involved in this. Uh, I, I read this, I, I got... I don't know where I got it from, but I, I read this. And it I just like, it just came out this morning from our friend Dave over at Raptor Communications. That's right. Who, yeah, who that's takes where care I saw of this. It. Yeah, yeah. I read that. I was like, dang, that's interesting. That's a lot of production, and I, I've not never heard of Staghorn or any of the brands associated with this. So it's very a bold move to go all in on like this, especially the current climate of, of with, yeah. with things too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, people still see the potential in American whiskey, bourbon, so. We just kind of hit a short-term market correction here the past couple of years, but this seems positive for the industry. So I'm excited for them. Yeah, I mean, this is this is huge. This is a lot bigger. I saw that and I was like, "Holy smokes!" I wonder. I mean, they're going to have to poach somebody. Yeah, I know. That's what is I'm. My Harlan Wheatley. No, uh, is it gonna, you think it's going to come true? He's got a vodka named after him. So leave leave there. You can have a whole distillery named after you. Well, that's true. I mean, I, I don't know who would. I don't. I don't know. All right, it's probably not going to be hard. It'd be questionable to see who's going to go. I mean, I I doubt. Like I said, it'd be really weird to see Jimmy, or not Jimmy. Jimmy wouldn't do it, but Eddie to go because Eddie wants to retire. I don't yeah. think he wants to work at all. I mean, I don't know what kind of pull. You know, there's a lot of beams out there. There is. There's a lot of beams, and doesn't mean that's Freddie Beam, but. They're Freddie No over there, but there's just a lot of beams in general in that that family tree. So they might just pull somebody for the clout of the name. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I, I had one in mind thought, but I don't know if it'll happen or not. Okay, I, you're just gonna hold that one close, huh? Yeah, it's just pure speculation. But I mean, I'll say it. I think I don't know. I'm thinking somebody like Alex Cottle from Old Dominic. I think she's really talented. Their whiskey's really good there. I think she has roots here in Kentucky, so maybe it's a move back. 
Alex Castle. Castle. God, not Cottle. <laughs> That's another Alex. Yeah, it's another Shit. Alex. We know. Sorry. But yeah. Alex Castle. Sorry, Alex Castle. That's true. That would be that would be an interesting one. This is pure speculation. I have no idea who this company is or anything going on with yep. it. And you know Lisa Wicker. Oh, she, Lisa. She that would left. be a good uh, See? Yeah. So she was no longer. That's a better cat candidate. So who knows? That those are those are two interesting ones. I guess we'll see what happens in the next few weeks. Yep. Well, and again, that's a it's gonna be a big facility. One more place to visit. Not near Louisville or Frankfurt or Bardstown. It's but, not far from Frankfurt. About an hour from Frankfurt. An hour. Yeah. But, but you, you know, we want people to stay in Louisville. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, come back over to Louisville. Stay north. <laughs> All right. Stick with us. We have some Bourbon Police news coming up. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. All right, everybody, we're back. It's bourbon release news time. And the first one is kind of the big one. It's, I guess I'll put the, the cart before the horse. I kind of talked about it in the opening is that Old Forester has announced the newest release in its coveted and award-winning Whiskey Row Series 1924. Now, this one's a little bit different than the other ones because we've had, of course, you know, uh, the 1870, 1896, I don't know what it was, and the 1920 and 1910. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, ten, this is a 10-year-old age-dated bourbon. And it's 100 proof and comprisings of a, quote, a new mash bill for the brand. Available nationwide, this marks the fifth installment in the Whiskey Row series, rather than the traditional Old Forester recipe, which is 72% corn, 18% rye, and 10% malted barley. 1924 debuts a new mash bill, 79% corn, 11% rye, and 10% malted barley. The bottle marks an important point in Old Forester's 150th year history. During Prohibition, more than 200 distilleries in Kentucky alone were forced to close, and Old Forester continued its operations because the federal government issued one of six permits to bottle existing whiskey stocks as medicine. In 1924, Old Forester acquired barrels from closed distillers with different mash bills and bottled that liquid as Old Forester. This special release commemorates that moment in time. Old Forester 1924 is 100 proof and available nationwide 
starting today at participating retailers and at the Old Forest Distilling Company for $115. Yeah, this this bottle is really good. I, I was, I'm actually going to pour some myself. I was lucky enough to try it at a media event last week with about 20 people. We were with Chris and Melissa and the whole team, Chris Pointer there at Brown Foreman, and I tried it and I was like blown away. I mean, it's... I th- they said the mash bill, God, I can't remember exactly, but... Yeah, would you like to know? I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah. 79% corn, 11% rye, 10% malted barley. And so your mind, my mind at least immediately went to was, well, maybe it's just some, I don't know what the early times mash bill was, but maybe it's the early times mash bill that they, they're taking. And obviously they wouldn't tell us who or what because of non-disclosures, but... Would you like to know? Yeah, it's seventy nine percent corn, eleven percent rye, and ten percent malted barley. Okay, so it's not that one. It, no, it is. Oh, it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, see, I can't even remember yes. the mash bill from two seconds ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it is. It is the early times recipe. So these have to be stocks that they had because I thought when Sazerac purchased this, the, the early times brand, they also purchased the existing stocks. But maybe there was well, uh, an that H cap can't on be it. Sure, because I mean they did, but there had to be some because the King Kentucky is the early times mash bill. As well. That's true. So they probably have just some, and I, I think they said they're producing this mash bill twice a year, once in the spring, one in the fall or something that they continue to produce, but it's only like a couple days. So it's probably just for these high age special release, but it's a fantastic bourbon. Really good. I mean, it just has like this nice, like doughy pastry, almond croissant flavor to it. Then it's got some nice fruit and a little bit of baking spice, but I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Yep, it's good. <laughs> yep, it's good. I mean, honestly, because I'm a huge fan of early times. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, that I was that was a, that was a great whiskey when it was. Now you put an ed, a ten year old age statement on it. It's, it's just got classic notes and a good amount of oak character there as well that that I enjoy. Yeah, and it's priced. You know, at that ten dollar per year kind of mark. So it's, it is what it is. So it is what it is. Yep, hundred fifteen bucks. I'd yep. say go ahead. I'm sure, and, they'll fly fast. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's already sold out at this point. Yep. All right, so continuing this on, Garrison Brothers is releasing their 2024 Guadalupe. This award-winning bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels will release on February 3rd, 2024 at the distillery and become available nationwide by the end of February. Named after one of the Lone Star State's most beautiful rivers, the 2024 Guadalupe Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey will enter the market with a total of around 10,500 bottles available, including the first 1,000 to be claimed on the release date at the distillery. In its fourth release, the story of Guadalupe kicked off in 2015 when Garrison Brothers procured a local winery's decades-old port cask to age four-year-old bourbon. Shortly after, Garrison Brothers master distiller Donis Todd started sourcing sourcing for more expansive port cask bourbon projects. This magic maturation combines from four years in white American oak, followed by two years in tawny port casks sourced from Portugal. His limited edition release is bottled at 107 proof, made with a sweet mash and a number one food grain corn, soft red winter wheat and barley, all sourced from Texas. It is proofed down with naturally sourced rainwater captured at the distillery and every bottle of Guadalupe is numbered and hand dipped in bronze colored wax to finish. And it has a suggested retail price of $150. Okay. Two years in a port cast is a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. So it probably takes, like, takes off some of that Texas heat. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting using rainwater. Gets a, whereas it still has to be purified, wouldn't it? That's true. I don't know. 
I mean, you, you just start with whatever you get the source of the water from. You just run it through the purification system. We're going to put some rain barrels out on the end of our gutters. Or, see what we get. It's going to be icicle driven. Yeah. yeah. We can take, knock all the icicles off our building <laughs> and proof our whiskey down with it. Yeah. Just toss them in the tank. Yeah. Wait until they start dis- disappearing. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah. There we go. All right, so our last one here is that pioneering the revival of artisanal distillation, Kictoctin Creek Distilling Company, the Virginia Rye Whiskey, is set to mark its impressive 15-year journey on February 14th, 2024. To commemorate this milestone, Kictoctin Creek will unveil its most mature release to date. It's a six-year-old Rabble Rouser bottled and bond rye whiskey. Distilled exclusively from 100% rye during the fall season of 2017 and bottled and bond, this expression of rabble is blended from the first set of 53-gallon charred new oak barrels used by the company for maturing their signature, or maturing, I'm sorry, their signature rye whiskey. The Rabble Rouser release is scheduled to hit the market on February 14th at 8 o'clock a.m., available both through online channels and Catoctin Creek's extensive network of national distributors. With only a limited quantity of a few thousand bottles released this year, the Bottle and Bond Expression boasts a robust 100 proof offered in a 750 ml bottle and will be priced at $100 each. Okay. Well, I like Catoctin Creek. It makes some good rye whiskey. Yeah. And they they were past sponsors of the podcast, so I wish them all the best of everything like that as well. I apologize. I zoned out. I'll turn my, <laughs> yeah. I'll turn my phone off. Well, it's you're okay. We're at the end of it. That was it. Oh, okay. We I'll don't, catch up on text now. Yeah, we can catch up on text now. That's that's the easy part. But that was it. That's a, It was a nice, easy one as we start getting back in the swing of things here in a brisk January in Kentucky. And man alive, I'm, I'm all for global warming. <laughs> you are? Okay. Well, to the point where I don't have to worry about this. I'm not going to say that I want Kentucky to turn into Florida, but I have a feeling that when I get older, I'm going to be a snowbird. Yeah. Kenny's got the heat on to like 80 in here, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, see, it's funny. It's like up, up my, above my waist, I'm a little warm, but my toes are still numb. Toes are numb. Yeah. Wear some thermal socks. I'm, I'm, I need to probably get some actual boots yeah, in those, here. Yeah, those little canvas Converse he's got aren't very insulated. They, they sure aren't. <laughs> no. No. I'm, get on converse to start making some yeah get some snow boots converse for kenny yeah but that's going to do it that is this week in bourbon well cheers everybody cheers see you next time toodles toodles